Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. So, uh, pretty cool Hokies news from the game last night. Hunter Couture, the guard, became the all-time three-point shot maker in Hokies basketball history, now with 270 and counting. And I met David Cunningham at the tournament. He covers the Hokies for Tech sidelines. And uh, Mike Young, after the game, told him, he said, Hunter Couture's walking out the locker room with the ball in his hand. And I was like, what do you have the ball for? Couture says, I broke the record, you moron. <laughs> it's just a pretty funny quote from last night. And, of course, Coach Young went on to say, I'm awfully proud of him. Uh, it's been a pleasure and a privilege to coach Hunter Couture as the Hokies got the win. And because of that, they will not face off against VCU. So I, I know a lot of people in Richmond were hoping for a Virginia Tech against VCU in round two of the tournament. Uh, VCU couldn't hold up their end of the bargain, though, as Virginia Tech gets the win over Boise State. Now VCU, the Rams, will face off against Boise State tonight at 8 p.m. It is Black Friday, and it's a special edition of AWOD on the road from Disney as I'm broadcasting live from Kitty O'Shea's. Irish Pub and Bar, Buffalo Wings Spot, and uh, just about five minutes away from Disney Springs. So I know a few people from Richmond that are flying to to Disney today to check out the Rams game Friday and Sunday. So if you need a place to drink uh, just five or ten minutes away from the wide world of sports complex, come on here to Kitty O'Shea's. Mention my name, Watt, and they will take care of you. But, of course, uh, yesterday there were three NFL games, and – it was also Thanksgiving, and I wasn't able to Thanksgiving, spend Thanksgiving with my family, but we've got one of my family members on the line right now. It's my dad. What's going on, Dad? I'm uh, doing pretty good, but two losses, uh, VCU and uh, the good old Commanders, wasn't great. I know. I know. We can get to those in a second, though, but did you enjoy Thanksgiving? Did you hang out with Ariel? How was it? Yes. Uh, actually, uh, we went to all places in Old Town. Joe Seisman, and they had a fantastic buffet. It was everything from salmon to ham to turkey to salads to sweet potatoes and stuffing and and, uh, mashed potatoes and desserts and uh, put on 18 pounds last night. I love that for you. And uh, let me tell you my food story real quick. So they had a, a great spread at Disney uh, but, you know, I don't like to eat while I have to do a radio show, right? So I have to do my pregame and then halftime. So I made a really nice plate and had a little bit of the uh, stuffing, a little bit of the mac and cheese. You know, they didn't have turkey. It was like chicken and pork. And I had a little bit of that in a roll. And then I made myself the biggest plate in the planet. I mean, it was like the, the plate was overflowing. And I put it at my desk in the media room area. And I told them, I said, look, I've got to do a halftime show, all right, and that will be after 6 p.m. when you start taking the food away. Can you please leave my plate here? And they said, oh, no worries. Do you, all right? Do She said, do you, honey? And I said, okay, great. Um, she's going to leave my plate there. Well, after the game, I went back starving, and my plate was gone, Dad. My plate was gone. <laughs> In this world, can you ever expect anybody? I, saw, I went to my club the other day, and somebody actually left their wallet and keys there. And I was going to bring it to the desk, and I said, well, they might be on a machine right next door, but who would leave a wallet in their keys just just in a, you know open area in a club? 
in a, yeah. in a, in a fitness club. I mean, you know, you can't expect anything to stay anywhere today. I know they yeah. decided to clean up, and so uh, I had this amazing plate. You starved. What did you do? I I went back to uh, the hotel and and had um, you know some snacks and stuff there, but it was it was okay. Uh, but Dad, so let's let's talk about this Commanders game because I didn't get to wa- watch much of it while I was covering VCU. Well, guess what? <laughs> you would have been frustrated. The final <laughs> score looks like you know we were absolutely horrible. But we kept on driving, and at the end of every drive, you know, something happened. Uh, you know, it was just one of those so frustrating because it's, it's uh, you know, the old thing, Cowboys against the Indians, you know, the old Redskins thing. And, um, you know, it was really sad because we were marching down, and, and it just seemed like every time we're about to score, we didn't. And then we finally do get a beautiful uh, touchdown. And three minutes later, they got a touchdown. Not even three. Yeah. So well, and like, they scored 25 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's the most depressing thing. They the cruised a victory. Game. I thought we actually had a chance for a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're very positive about them. I'm, I'm not at all. Here, here's, here's a stat that I found, Dad. All right, entering yesterday, NFL teams were 57-0 and over the last 25 regular seasons when they have 100-plus rushing yards. Stubb, give me a ding. The Commanders did that. 100-plus rushing yards. When they have 250-plus passing yards, 57-0. 35 minutes time of possession, 57-0. No more than 25 penalty yards, 57-0. No more than one turnover, 57-0. The Commanders did all of that and lost by 35 points. How does that make sense? You know, the the only thing I can say is I didn't expect to win, but I thought we had a chance. And we played so well against Philadelphia twice. But now I'm just thinking, you know, it, it's just, why don't we just, you know, we'll just <laughs> try to play and we'll probably lose, uh, you know, 90%, 80% of all the rest of the games. And uh, we'll get some good lottery picks. And you know what? We have to get a couple of really good offensive linemen. That's yeah. what we really have to get. How did you feel um, about Sam Howell? Because that's the only thing that really matters to me now is watching Sam Howell play and figuring out if he's our franchise quarterback. I think he can still be that, but he still makes the occasional mistakes, like, uh, you know, the pick six at the end. It wasn't a bad pass, but the thing is that it was in the air for two, three seconds, and, you know, the defender is looking at it and then just cut across. And that's what we expected Forbes to do, and you know what happened with him. So... You know, we need those kind of players that are going to be intercepting the passes from the other team, not us getting intercepted all the time. So that was the typical. That just showed, you know, it was a good, solid pass, but you can't do it just one-on-one. You've got to get the guy, you know, free a little bit. And there was one pass that was just gorgeous that should have been caught, that would have been a touchdown. But look at the final score, you know, and we just we fall apart. Um we're yep. not a championship team, that's for sure. And, 45 uh, to I, 10, I, Commanders I, lose to the Dallas Cowboys. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Did you see the Ron Rivera after the game said, I'm not worried about my job? Does that frustrate you? Well, he shouldn't worry. He's got his money, but uh, you know, there are a lot of people, I'm sure if there were talk radio today, I don't think many of the shows are on, that uh, they may be saying... 
you know, should he be fired now? But, you know, I saw, I saw the new owner um, with, his, uh, with his son, I think, next to him. And, you know, he wants to have a good time. Wasn't a good time yesterday in Texas, that's for sure, for Commanders fans. And um, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame. Luckily, it was a great, great Thanksgiving dinner. And, um, and then, then I had to watch on tape the VCU game. So, you know, yesterday was not a good day in terms of sports. Feeling good otherwise. But, um, yeah, have a great time in, uh, down in Florida. It's a beautiful day here in Washington. And uh, enjoy, enjoy your last couple of days there. Thank you. Yes, it's a great day here, and I'm broadcasting live from Kitty O'Shea's Irish Pub and Buffalo Bar, and it's about five minutes away from Disney Springs. So if you're heading here to Florida for the ESPN Events Invitational, this is the place to be. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new Sports Radio 910, the fan now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. Every game can be heard on the fan with a full two-hour pregame and post-game show. And, of course, it's always available on the go on the free Odyssey app. I'm broadcasting live from Kitty O'Shea's Irish Pub and Buffalo Bar here about five minutes away from Disney Springs. And I'm joined by a special guest right now. It's the owner of Club D3 Travel. Skip, what's going on? How are you? Awad, how are you? I'm How's so great. Hangover? I, I'm, 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 I'm hanging in there. You know, it's a, it's an early edition of AWOD on the road from Disney. Usually right. I'm 12 to 3, usually a few more hours to sleep. But it's 10.30 a.m. I'm powering through here on a Black Friday. And, uh, Skip, let me tell you this. I, do, I feel like Howard Stern because the way you're treating me, like a celebrity, royalty. Oh, you are a celebrity. You gave I mean, me the car. That has been the most clutch thing ever for this whole trip. You got the, be- the, the new Beamer. I got the Beamer, and it and feels so good. I haven't good. seen it yet. I hope it's still in good. There's a couple scratches, you know, but that's another story. <laughs> but, you know, the best thing about it is I've never rid- I've never drove one of those cars before, yeah. right? You feel like you're like cruising on, like, the sand. Or- it's so smooth. Yeah, yeah. It it's, is it's, so smooth. It's awesome, and, uh, you know, I hope that you didn't run over any type of tailgating from the Iowa State fans <laughs> last night uh, after that game. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's so much uh, so much fun to drive. You know, it's also here. You know, we got the giant sunroof. So here in Florida, because that's my Florida car. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's great because normally it's it's really hot weather here. Obviously, it's a little cool today, but tomorrow it gets back to normal here in the mid seventies and eighties. But uh, you know, it, it's it's great because there's palm trees. You got the sunglasses. Yeah. And you just cruise down. Oh, yeah, and there's no turns or anything, right? You just get on the highway, and boom, yeah. 15 minutes later, uh, you're there. Uh, of course, so I spent the day yesterday at the Wide World of Sports Arena watching four different basketball games. I didn't get to catch the Commanders much. Right, well, good thing. Good yeah. good for you. Maybe that's – I thought maybe that's why you have the hangover today <laughs> because, I mean, it was it, – it started off really nice, and uh, there was some really uh, – some bad plays. Uh, like I, I think I texted you, I, I think – Riverboat Ron is going to be sent down the river today, yeah, or something like that. That's because, what everyone's hoping for. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've always been a big fan. Of, you know, I was a, I was a Panthers fan. I really liked him there. He ran a really tight ship. You know, he inherited a lot of bad problems with the Commanders, and I was really hoping he could pull it out. But you know, he's he's lost the locker room by now. It just feels right. like the guys don't want to play for him anymore. Um, but I mean, you heard the stat that I was talking about last last segment. I mean. 
They threw for 300 yards. They ran for 100 yards. They had a receiver go for 100 yards. Turnovers was the difference. Turnovers on our defense couldn't stop Dallas. And that's always a problem, even with uh, when they play the Giants, turnovers. Right. Yeah. And, you know, if, if, if eliminated the turnovers, then uh, we would have different scores. And, you know, obviously at the end of the evening, uh, you know, it just went all haywire at the end. And it was, and that's why I, I quit. I kept flipping back over to the Commanders and, uh, and the VCU. VCU game. Then I just watched the VCU game, which was a great ending. Although, although it didn't turn out the way we wanted it, I was very proud of uh, the VCU Rams for sticking in there. Yeah, and uh, you know the Commanders zero and three on fourth down. That was disappointing. I mean, you just if you can't trust your offensive line to get one yard. Uh, that's the problem right there. You've lost in the offseason, right? Yeah. You have to be able to pick up one yard in the NFL. It's why the Eagles were so good last year and again this year with their tush push. They're able to pick up these third and one, fourth and ones. And then uh, for me, the most frustrating thing was just to see the highlights of Dak Prescott throwing to open receivers. Like I mean, just so open. He had four touchdown passes, 331 yards. Yeah, I was in D.C. Uh, last night, so I, I got to see it in a – Hometown crowd, although they turned on them pretty quick. Yeah, right. Uh, so. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's like where that's where we're at right now. Is right is people don't even want us to win for the rest of the season. Yeah. Now let's lose, yeah, let's take, we'll, we'll, we'll and let's get, get a better draft pick. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's the way it is. You know, and if you want to go up to a game uh, now, I'm, I'm sure that you can get some cheap tickets. And uh, you know, uh, people were probably very frustrated. I, I know I am frustrated. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll tell you, I'm I'm over it. Like last week, I was on my soapbox screaming. I'm hot on Ron, Ron Rivera. He needs to be fired. Get rid of him. But now it's like, I don't even care. I can't make the decision. It's it's the Josh Harris ownership group. They need to decide if they want to keep Ron for the rest of the year, or find someone else. I said, give me an interim because I just don't want to watch him on the sideline anymore. But here today, like I have no energy to talk about Ron Rivera. I have no interest in screaming fire him for three right, hours. Right. What does that do? Well, I mean, you also have to go to the same uh, ideal ideal knowledge of hey wait a second now you know obviously dan snyder was the problem before yeah and i wonder how much dan snyder's decisions previously has influenced what's going on right now with the with the skins right and and that's why you know i like to say that anybody that was connected with snyder still has that stench no matter how many times they shower you know how many times they wipe their butt they're still still filled with that snyder poo True, true. I, I agree with you. And so, you know, maybe it is a new, a new change that needs to happen. Yeah. And uh, I just who, – who's available right now or who do you think is on the uh, the block to take over if uh, they did release him? Well, I, I was – earlier this year I would have said Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator, as of late, kind of feels like the fan base is turning on him. Uh, there's a few names out there like Ben Johnson. Uh, I've heard – the offense coordinator in Houston, Bobby Slowick as well. Um, you know, the Lions have a guy, right? So all the teams that are having success this year, eventually their offense coordinator, their defensive coordinator is going to get uh, a job as a head coach. And, um, you know, I just hope that the new ownership group does it the right way, which is right. in the NFL, you don't hire a coach first, all right? You fire everyone, you hire a GM. Let the general manager make the football decision, right? Because the owner doesn't know crap about football. He's just a rich guy. Right. He hires a GM. That guy then scouts out everyone, interviews 100 people. He hires a head coach. Then that new head coach decides, hey, do we need a quarterback or is it Sam Howe? If you don't follow that order of operations, you end up with a crapshoot like we have here in Washington. Right. Bobby Beathard days are over, yeah. unfortunately. And uh, that was a good GM back in the day. But, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, some new uh, new blood coming in and uh, changing 
the uh, way things work. Yeah, it was just embarrassing to see the final score be 45-10 to your arch rival, you know, the our, Dallas Cowboys. Our, our, our kids today, are even your age, I mean, um, you don't know what it's like to have a winning team right. in Washington. I don't. I mean, I, I used to know back in the day, RFK Stadium, you know, the Hogs, those were the great days. And I, it's hard to it's you know hard to believe that it, it it's may not ever be like that in in the near future. We're broadcasting live from Kitty O'Shea's here, uh, Disney Springs, about five minutes away. This is the place to be if you're coming here for the tournament. Um, but we wanted to do AWOD's itinerary again. So you've been Absolutely. setting up this entire uh, event here for Club D three travel. And That's right. So yes. what's on what's on the uh, so, itinerary? So today, since it's Black Friday, we got uh, Black Expressos, uh, some shooters coming your way. Okay. Uh, you're going to be doing those every hour okay. until game time tonight <laughs> for VCU. So good luck about making it to the, the to the game. Uh, tomorrow we've got a mixology class planned for you at the Edison. There we go. Where we're going to be having all kinds of uh, vodka and and. Uh, gin drinks. Do you like gin? I do. All right, you're in. <laughs> and then we have a, a bar crawl, you know, a Friendsgiving bar crawl that starts at the Polynesian Resort, and we're going to go do a monorail crawl in your honor. And everybody's going to be wearing their college teams. And, of course, I uh, hope that you'll wear a VCU uh, uh, shirt or jacket or whatever. But, uh, you know, tomorrow uh, the VCU's, the, the tournament's off for the for the day. So there's no game, so that you're you have plenty of time to have some cocktails. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I think I want to check out Epcot. That's, oh, yeah. that's what well, I want to do. Well, we're also doing that uh, on Sunday. We're doing drinking around the world. Oh, perfect! So I hope you don't. Do you have to go on the air on Sunday? At I all? do. Yeah, there's a VCU game. Okay, well, we'll maybe we'll, we'll make it early around the world. Yeah, if I think if they win today, it's an earlier game Sunday. Gotcha. And yeah. of course, we got water aerobics as always. Which, uh, <laughs> You're all in on water aerobics. Oh, that's dude, how you stay in great shape, we're in Florida. huh? <laughs> we're in Florida. Yeah, water aerobics. <laughs> I will say the coolest thing about Florida is like seeing just like Mickey. Ears everywhere. It's it's yes. a ton of fun. You know, everyone looks so cute with their Mickey ears. Well, you know, everybody, everybody's on vacation. Even the people that live here, they feel like they're on vacation. Right? Too. So yeah. Everybody's always in a good mood. And that's why it's always fun to have cocktails at uh, Disney because everybody's on vacation or they feel like they're on vacation. Yeah. No. I, and I've got to get into uh, what took place last night at the uh, at the resort. Um, real quick here. All right. So we were out. We went to the rooftop, and then uh, me and Zach Joaquim, the Richmond Times Dispatch reporter, went down to the game room. And we're hanging out down there, and this couple comes in. They're 68 years old. They're hammered. They oh, came wow. in through the back door. <laughs> they couldn't walk. They asked us to like hold their arm, led them to the door. Really? And they're telling us all these stories about how they used to get drunk 30 years ago, and their kids this and that, and we were just loving it. And the the wife kept saying the funniest thing. She was saying. This is off the record, but here's what we did last night, and we oh, got drunk and hammered all the reporters. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, yeah she, she picked up right away because right. we had our credentials on or whatever. And, and you had microphones out. Yeah. She, <laughs> she was, every time she'd talk, she'd say, oh, yeah, this was hilarious. We drank all this. Off the record. Make sure this is off the record. That's great. Well, here I am 24 hours later telling yeah, it on the so, record. And, but, uh, did you uh, – have shots with them later, or what? What happened? No, it was it was like one thirty. Okay, but it was just the funniest <laughs> thing seeing them like could not even walk to their apartment, like yeah. room. Obviously, they were Commanders fans as well, yeah, so right. uh, they they, uh, they just decided to drink their the rest of their Thanksgiving away. Yep, but there were uh, two other games in the NFL last night. We'll recap that coming up next. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio nine ten The Fan now at one hundred five one FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. 
here on the new sports radio 910 the fan now at 105 1 fm it's black friday and it's a special awad on the road broadcasting live from orlando florida here at kitty o'shea's irish pub and buffalo bar happy hour daily two to seven they've got all the basic drinks ciders ipas Irish classics and more. I tried the buffalo wings yesterday. The sauce, the sauce was delicious. It was the best sauce I've had in a long time. Great wings here, and uh, it's fun to be broadcasting live here. I'm sitting on the patio. It's a beautiful day here in Orlando. I just wish it would heat up a little bit. Uh, it's about 63 degrees, but I'll be heading back to the wide world of sports complex in a little bit to check out Penn State. Virginia Tech plays in the afternoon, then VCU in the night game at 8 p.m. against Boise State. But it is rivalry weekend in college football, and the Hokies will be traveling to Scott Stadium in Charlottesville, and they can be bowl eligible with a win against Virginia. But here to break it down with me right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline from the Richmond Times-Dispatch is Mike Barber. What's going on, Mike? Good to talk to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. And these two squads, of course, did not face off against each other last season because of the tragedy that took place on UVA's campus. And now, because of the bowl eligibility, the rivalry is back, and it's heightened. Yeah, you know, I think this really, maybe more clearly than, than the Justin Fuente, Bronco, Mendenhall eras, this feels like a, a new chapter in the rivalry. You mentioned they didn't play last year. This will be the first time coaching uh, in this rivalry for the two coaches as head coaches, uh, Tony Elliott at Virginia, Brent Pry at Virginia Tech. Uh, something on the line in this game, right, with the Hokies looking for bowl eligibility, Virginia the chance to spoil that and, and end their year uh, on an obvious uptick. Uh, so this, this game has a lot more juice than I think it looked like it was going to have uh, sitting in week three or four of the season. Let's start with the keys to the game, and uh, we'll go with Virginia. Uh, to me, I think it's they got to get their star wide receivers involved. Washington and Fields have been incredible this season. Washington, uh, I mean, 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns. Uh, and Virginia Tech defensively has given up the big plays in recent weeks here. So for UVA, I think they've got to get their wide receivers involved. What would you say, Mike? Yeah, you know, I think for Virginia, it's all about that offensive line. The games where they've played well and protected, uh, everything's looked pretty good. And the games where they've been just overmatched, uh, Virginia's really never gotten things going. So it's going to start there. You know, the matchup in the secondary is going to be interesting because Virginia Tech's very banged up. I think when we talked to Brent Pry on, on Monday or Tuesday, uh, he listed like four defensive backs who are injured and questionable for this game. Uh, Tech isn't expecting to have Kelly Lawson, the very talented uh, inside linebacker who you know, has the speed and athleticism to make plays and, and really has been part of uh, turning around that defense. So Tech comes in a little banged up defensively. Uh, if Virginia can play well in the offensive line and if Anthony Calandria can play, when I say error-free, not error-free, but turnover-free, no major mistakes, nothing catastrophic, uh, that's going to be key for Virginia. It's going to be a good one on ACC Network tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Five and six Hokies travel to face off against 3-8 and eight UVA. And like Mike said, two second-year coaches but meeting for the first time in this in-state rivalry game for the Commonwealth Cup. I think for Virginia Tech, they've got to be able to establish the run. Drones has been really well, uh, been really good at running the ball this year, but, but Tootin... Two carries, minus three yards, and lost to NC State. They've got to get him going. 
Yeah, that was a mistake, and Brent Pry admitted as much uh, when we spoke to him this week. And I think that's where Virginia Tech has a big advantage, though. Drones and Tootin being able to run that football uh, against a Virginia defense. It's been very hit or miss against the run. Um, you know, Not only does Virginia give up yards, but they give up big plays at times uh, out of that run. Uh, I think that's where the Hokies have a big advantage in this one. I, I expect them to be able to move the ball on the ground, and I expect Tootin or Drones or one of those guys to, to break at least one of them that, that goes the distance. Now, the series record, Virginia Tech leads 60-38, to 38, but uh, this is going to be an interesting one. I, I almost feel like uh, UVA is going to play loose, right? They're at home. Uh, they've really played well with Calandria as the starting quarterback, where it's Virginia Tech who had a chance to be bowl eligible last week and had a stinker against NC State and UVA's former quarterback, Brennan Armstrong. So I don't know about you, Mike, but I do think Virginia Tech's going to be the ones playing with nerves. Yeah, well, I think there's more pressure on the Hokies, no doubt. Uh, I think Virginia's done some things at the end of the year to feel pretty good about. I think as long as this game's competitive, they're going to feel like they've ended the season on an uptick. Virginia Tech has been so up and down. I mean, there, there have been stretches where we thought, wow, this team, I mean, there was a point where we were talking about this team maybe sneaking its way into the ACC title game. And then right. it was non-competitive when it went to Louisville. Um, it was dominant at Boston College, you know, 600 yards of total offense. And then you mentioned, really, I thought, disappointing uh, against NC State. You know, it's a home game, uh, senior day at Lane Stadium. Uh, I really thought Virginia Tech was going to take care of business in that one and come into Scott Stadium with some momentum. The fact that they didn't, yeah, I think, you know, Virginia's got an edge in that regard. I think Tech's got some pressure on it. I think Tech's a little probably down on itself, whereas Virginia's feeling pretty good going into this game and playing well. I expect this one to be a really close game, but also a good game, a game that's played pretty well. Yeah, no, I'm with you, and you're right with Virginia Tech. I mean, dominant against Syracuse, then didn't show up against Louisville. Dominant against Boston College, and losing at home to NC State where you could have finished the season undefeated at home in the ACC and the other uh, uh, only loss being the Purdue game that had that crazy six-hour delay. So home field advantage was huge in Blacksburg all season long for the Hokies, but not in that game against NC State. Mike, I wanted to give you this time before we let you go to go through maybe some of the weirdest moments or unforgettable plays from this rivalry between Virginia Tech and UVA over your years on the beat with the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Yeah, I mean, the, the very first one was, was Cody Jernell. I think it was 2012, uh, hitting a game winner in a pretty ugly game. I think it was 17-14, if, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, you know, and, and then for me, that you know, it's, it's easy to say, and, and maybe it's recency bias, but it was the back-to-back -back games with Bryce Perkins. Uh, in 18 and 19, 18 where it felt like Virginia was going to end that long losing streak. And then Perkins had the fumble going into the end zone and, and uh, Virginia Tech ends up winning that game. Uh, you know, that was probably as crushing a loss for Virginia as there has been uh, in this rivalry because it felt like that streak that was weighing on them so heavily was going to end. And then the following year when Virginia comes out and ends it um, and the celebration there and, and everything that went into that. Um, you know, that was an interesting time because Bronco Mendenhall took a really unique approach to the Tech rivalry. I mean, he talked about it in spring ball. They broke, you know, the rock before the season started saying beat Tech. They broke huddles saying beat Tech. Um, he really embraced the idea that one of the first things he had to do 
in changing the, the direction of that program was get a win over Virginia Tech. So when they came so close and didn't get it, I thought that was as big a gut punch delivered by Virginia Tech as you could have. And then the next year in 19, when they finally won, um, it really was a, a, a pretty impressive kind of uh, – two-year span there for the rivalry, you know, being at its best. And remember in 19, uh, you're talking about a Virginia team that, that won the Coastal Division. But going into that game, you know, Tech was, was right there. So um, I, I know it's recency bias, but for the time on the beat, you know, that sort of crescendo of those two years was pretty exciting. And then uh, Tech obviously has come back the last two years and, and won it again and sort of righted the ship, if you will. And you can read all of Mike Barber's work covering UVA and Virginia Tech uh, for this big game tomorrow on Richmond.com. Follow him on social media, RTD underscore Mike Barber. And I saw you just posted a new pod with David Teal. I love the ACC breakdown that you guys do on the Teal and Barber podcast. Give us a little preview. Yeah, we kind of went through, you know, certainly what we just talked about today, uh, Saturday's matchup. But we looked a little bit around the ACC and, you know, what do we think will happen with Florida State and, and Louisville? And, um, you know, it, it's going to be it, – it's such an interesting situation that Florida State finds itself in now with the injury to Jordan Travis. And everyone's talking about their their path to the college football playoffs. I mean, I'm looking at a team that's scheduled in the non-conference, LSU and Florida. Uh, if you go undefeated, you're an ACC team, you go undefeated, and you win two SEC non-conference games – the idea that you could be left out is sort of stunning. At the same time, because of the injury, you know, they're going to be evaluated not just on winning these next two games, Florida in the finale and Louisville in the ACC title game, but I think it's going to have to take some style points. And um, I think the Seminoles deserve to be in the college football playoff, but I think they have some work to do uh, to prove that they're still a great team without their quarterback. Great stuff as always, Mike. I appreciate it, and I uh, hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. We did. Hope you did, and enjoy Florida. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on the Road, presented by Club D3 Travel here in Disney for the wide world of sports, ESPN Events Invitational. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. We are always available to stream on the go on the free Odyssey app. Download it today, A-U-D-A-C-Y. I had some people that I met here in Florida asking how they could listen to the show. I said it's easy, and it's free on the Odyssey app. You can download it. You can hear music, play-by-play, and the best damn sports talk here in town, I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio, and I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner. I, I will say, I usually am against people posting pictures of their food. Like, I love a food video from start to finish, right? If you're cooking at home and you're starting with with nothing and you're, you're, you're making it out of thin air and you're making pasta or something, I love those kind of videos or people cooking chicken wings. But I usually am against, like, people just posting their, a picture of their food because I don't know how you cooked it. I don't know how you, you made the whole process to get it there. And usually the food pictures don't even look that appetizing. But I will say Thanksgiving is the one day of the year where I enjoy people posting their food pictures. I saw a ton of people posting videos and pictures of their turkeys or their turduckins or their honey ham or their stuffing. And I hope everyone was able to stuff their face and enjoy their Thanksgiving. 
And uh, speaking of that, we wanted to do an impromptu dude food here on The Fan. Dude food. We're not responsible for the content of this program. Or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! How can he this off a flip-flop? <laughs> he loves food. Dude food. All right, so Wednesday, Stubb and I both went over our perfect Thanksgiving plates. I told you my story about the plate, Stubb. They threw away my perfect plate, unfortunately. <laughs> they did, did you get your perfect plate? Yesterday? I did. I did. No mac and cheese, unfortunately. It, that's kind of like an oh. iffy if we get that. Really? Because you know what mac and cheese I had was the exact one that you were talking about with the crumbs on top. No, I saw your video on Twitter. It looked delicious. I, I really yeah. wanted it. <laughs> Yeah, I was ready for seconds. You know, that was the whole thing. I, I, I made myself a small plate, and then I made a giant plate that I was going to stuff myself with and then go into a food coma. You can't get into a food coma if they throw away the plate. <laughs> no, you can't. It's messed up. It's messed up what happened to yeah. you, and I'm really sorry. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to do Thanksgiving again when I get back to Richmond. It's just an excuse to eat more turkey. <laughs> and and that's the, I think that's the best part of Thanksgiving for me is the leftovers. I had a, you know, yeah. a leftover Thanksgiving turkey sandwich. For lunch today. Oh, you already ate one this morning? Oh, you brought it in. I, I brought it in because I'm here a bit okay. later than I usually I l- am. I, I'd love to hear about this. What'd you bring in? I, it wasn't. A, it, it wasn't very Thanksgiving forward. I just had. It was a sandwich with just Thanksgiving turkey and mayonnaise on it, and then I got an apple, a protein <laughs> bar, and uh, some Fritos. See here, that's where you messed up because I always try to do the next day sandwich. So you get a roll that you was served at Thanksgiving. You carve it open, and then you put. Turkey, you put stuffing, you put gravy, uh, maybe even put like a ham or chicken, uh, more meat on there, maybe some cheese, and, and it should be so big you can't even fold the bread together. <laughs> well, I, I had to bring it into I brought it in here, and I only have a lunchbox, and I didn't want to go through all the trouble of heating it up and all that, so maybe when I get home for dinner, I'll try yeah, that out. Yeah, our, our microwaves work, and you know nobody's in the building today. You, That's you true, I am alone in here. In there, you know, yeah, you are alone in there. <laughs> it was kind of sad pulling up to the parking lot. Only car, only person in the office. Didn't get to say hi to Zach like I usually do in the morning. <laughs> Got the whole studio to myself. Yeah, I know. You fart it up in there. Make it stink. <laughs> um, all right, so how? Uh, what else did you do on Thanksgiving? Give me the whole recap here. Uh, just, you know, woke up woke up late, slept in. You know, I love yep. to do that. And then yep. uh, watched uh, the first two football games with the family. Nice. Uh, we were able to sneak in dinner between the Packers game and the Washington game. Yeah. So uh, things timed out pretty well there. Eight. And then uh, by the time the uh, Commanders game was over, I had uh, too much of the cocktail that I had made, and I Ooh. took a nap. What cocktail did you make? It was uh, like an apple cider mule. So it was just apple cider, ginger beer, and vodka, and I poured okay. a little too heavily for the family. Yeah. Okay. So you got your perfect Thanksgiving plate, though. So you, you were satisfied. I was. Turkey, mashed potatoes, and stuffing. And then I always, every holiday, my parents forced me to make them a big cocktail punch, and then everyone drinks too much of it. Yeah. Every single yeah. holiday. <laughs> that sounds really good. Any other stories you wanted to bring up on Dude Food today, We got man? another new Taco Bell item that I might oh, have to wait. try. The only okay. problem is it's a breakfast item, and I'm usually not up early enough for it, but yeah. it is loaded breakfast tots. You know what? I don't hate that. I don't like, hate it Usually either. I hate Taco Bell stuff, and I can't stand their commercials with Pete Davidson now, where you don't know if it's a commercial or if it's a bit. He's just kind of doing stand-up at a Taco Bell uh, no, thank you. But um, I will. I, I'm kind of interested in They're, their tacho. Uh, what is it again? Nacho breakfast tots. Tots. 
So we, I, a lot of people call those tachos. And uh, I, I will say, I do love a loaded tot, but I think loaded fries are a lot better in my opinion. Yeah, I think it depends. And I haven't had a tot from Taco Bell, so I don't mm-hmm. know if it's the good stuff. Buddies, they make some good tots. Yeah. I don't know if you've had Really? They, yeah, it comes with, because you there you have a choice of fries or tots. And uh-huh. I usually go with the tots. They're crispy. They're crispy and they're crunchy. I, oh, I love that. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to have to get some good food today uh, here in Florida. Uh, yeah, so they, they took away my plate yesterday, but then when I went back to the hotel, uh, me and Zach Joaquin were hanging out. He got a salad, uh, and I had a few drinks, and we had a really good uh, time. And, and look, we, we were, of course, you know, venting about the VCU loss, but we're here in Florida. We're here in Disney. We're having a, a, a great time, and, of course, I'm broadcasting live from Kitty O'Shea's Irish Pub and Buffalo Bar, the best Buffalo Wings here in Orlando, and I'm going to be getting some more of them before I head out of here today. It's A1 on the Road, a special edition from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. So usually we'd be starting the show in about five minutes with the sports app and all that good stuff, Uh, but we're actually going to roll into NFL hits, recap the three Thursday Thanksgiving games, and preview the Black Friday game that's coming up later today. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. It's NFL hits coming up next. 